The definition of insanity is doing the same things, but expecting different results. This is the Unlearning Podcast. Hey, 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 it's your homegirl, your host, Brittany Michelle Jackson, and yes, you can call me Brittany for short. Welcome to another episode of the Unlearning Podcast. These past couple of weeks, I have been really focused on getting my life in order that I kind of forgot to record this, even though it's on my calendar. Nevertheless, we are yet here together on this glorious day. And so as always, I want to take a moment just to thank you for joining me in this space, whether you are tuning in for the first time or if you've been rocking with me for a while I do not take it lightly I don't take it for granted I know I say it every week but it's because I mean it so I am not trying to be anything other than all of who God has called me to be and I pray that as I strive to do this daily not this podcast but walking with him daily it encourages someone else to do the same So we are going to be together only for a short moment and I can't say that I'm going to share anything that's mind blowing. That's not really ever my goal, but I do believe that what I am going to share today does bear repeating for you and I. Why? Because the definition of insanity is doing the same things, but what? Expecting different results. In saying that, we all have a challenge, a nagging challenge that we face on a daily basis. Can you think of what that might be? Well, no matter what you might be thinking, it all ties back to one thing, controlling our flesh. Our flesh does not want any parts of discipline. And so often it will yield to its adversary. The adversary of discipline is distraction. And distraction is anything that keeps us from doing what we know we ought to be doing. And we fall for it easily. We fall for it easily, guys. So I really thought that I was going to be shifting into a different fruit of the spirit. Love is actually what I thought I was going to be shifting into because God knows I need to work on every fruit. But he just keeps me hovering over self-control. Self-control is critical for me because I feel that for me... I won't be able to really display the other fruit until I really get self-control down. So for those of you who do not know what the fruit of the spirit are, I am going to quickly read Galatians 5, 22 through 26. And yes, you know, it's coming from the Amplified version because that's my most favorite translation. Verse 22 says in Galatians 5, But the fruit of the spirit, the result of his presence within us is love, unselfish concern for others, joy, inner peace, patience, not the ability to wait, but how we act while waiting, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control against such things is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and appetites. 25. If we claim to live by the Holy Spirit, we must walk also by the Holy Spirit with personal integrity, godly character and moral moral courage. Our conduct empowered by the Holy Spirit. We must not become conceited, challenging or provoking one another envying one another so 
That was Galatians 5, 22 through 26, again in the Amplified Version. And for me, yes, self-control holds it all together because for me, it goes hand in hand with discipline. Self-control says, stop. <laughs> it says, don't do that or you're taking things too far. Whereas discipline is saying, don't give up. You got this. Keep pushing. Keep going. Discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishments. So while we're thinking about that, can I ask you a question? What is your desired outcome for every aspect of your life? Have you thought about that recently? I'm sure you have this January. My follow up question to that is, what are you doing to get there? And if you are doing great in that area, awesome. Keep doing it. Keep going. But if you are like me, I'm going to just be honest and say there are days where I go hard. I mean, I am hard. You can't stop me. But then there are other days or other moments where time just kind of passes by because I'm distracted. And it starts out as a few minutes. And then it becomes hours, sometimes days, weeks, months. And before you know it, it's been years and sitting up here like, yes, girl, I can't wait to do that. I can't wait to get this and such and such. But how, how are you going to get it? You ain't doing nothing. Furthermore, why are you waiting on something that you're not even putting effort into? <laughs> make it make sense. Why are you waiting on something you're not even putting effort into? So I have some great women in my corner and Every now and again, they are sending me stuff that confirms um, a word in my heart. And so I don't follow this pastor particularly, but I listened to him because the message was sent to me and it was so good that I watched it again with my husband and he was dropping so many, so many gems, y'all. His name is Pastor Mike Jr. I'm sure some of you have probably heard of him. And he said something that sucker punched me in my gut, y'all. He said, you cannot acquire what you keep avoiding. What? <laughs> what? You cannot acquire what you keep avoiding. I cannot refute that. Okay. I cannot refute that. There is so much that God has given me to do. And there is so much that um, has been laid on my heart based on where I feel he's taken me. But with a faithless mindset, it seems impossible. But with him, I know it's possible, especially when he gave it to me. But I say all that to say it doesn't mean that I don't have to do the work. It doesn't mean that you can just bypass the process and the things that he's called you to. As for me, and I know it's relevant to you as well, we cannot afford to keep wasting time on things that are not aligned with our purpose or not guiding us towards it. We just can't afford it, y'all. It's too expensive. We can maximize our time, but we can't manipulate it. Okay. So as I was driving this morning, I was thinking about the, these plans that God has for me because his word says in Jeremiah 29 and 11 that he has plans for me to give me a hope in the future, to give me an expected end, all of those great things. Right. And so I was thinking about those plans. I was thinking about what he showed me. I was thinking about things that have I visualized in my in my heart. And I also thought about, well, what are the things that are hindering me? Sometimes it's fear, right? But fear is just a thought. 
And I'm learning that if we can change our thoughts, if we can commit to changing our thoughts, we can change our minds and subsequently our actions. So I decided to change my mind and say, yes, God with you, I can do this. Whatever that is, I can do it because fear costs too much. It robs us of our time, our purpose and our peace. So in the words of Auntie Maxine, I am reclaiming my time. Okay, reclaim your time today. What does that look like for me? When I say I'm reclaiming my time, when I say that I'm reallocating and reprioritizing my life, my goals, my desires, I'm repositioning myself. It looks like me spending less time scrolling on social media. I'm not going to go look at my screen report. Not going to do it. It means that I am having less idle conversations. It means I'm not watching a bunch of TV, which I don't do a lot. But when I do, I'll sit there and I'll watch about four or five, six shows back to back, knowing that it's not adding anything to my life. Nothing, nothing. Um, But in doing that, it allows me to do more time, spend more time praying, asking the Lord for direction, trusting him in his responses, following his instructions. It looks like me studying more of the word of God daily. And I've been doing that. I'm really, really excited about it. I have been so consistent and it has been life changing for me. I can honestly say, even though where I am in the book of the Bible, you know, there are things that I've heard before, but I just see fresh revelation and I'm experiencing that, you know, more consistently because I'm staying in the word of God daily. I'm spending more time in worship. Like I'm a worshiper. Okay. That's what I do. Um, But I'm spending more time. I'm prioritizing my time in worship with the father. And I'm also listening to sermons, listening to sermons instead of running my mouth on the phone, talking about random stuff is allowing me to, you know, connect the dots. It's allowing me to further retain the words that I have been reading on a daily basis. I'm reading books. I love a good book. I'm reading books, you know, on spiritual and personal development. It's all edifying me so that I can edify someone else. Okay. So that may be too deep for some, but it is definitely necessary for me because I have goals and I have a desire to get to where God is calling me to be. And so this is what life looks like for me. And trust, my life is far from boring. I just understand that when I'm distracted, the enemy does not have to work as hard. He doesn't. And I can't keep just allowing, you know, things to keep me from being on focus. I I I got to I got to get my life right. So, another thing that I do that is pretty practical is I task block because I'm very big on productivity. I am. I'm a little nerd. Um but I used to do a lot of time blocking, but you know, as I have been seeking God over these past few weeks, he said, "Go get those markers that you bought, you know, a few weeks ago and print out a calendar and I want you to you know, identify days where you can do specific things. It may not look the same every month, but be okay with being flexible. And so because I have several things that I'm doing, you know, this podcast is one, but I have a whole family. I have two very busy teenagers, sports, work, 
I have a business. My husband has a, a full-time job and he's, you know, working on a business as well. There is a lot that I have to do. And so my traditional calendar doesn't look the same every single day. Every Monday doesn't look the same for me. Every Friday doesn't look the same. So I've learned to task block. And so instead of me trying to fit it all in one day and feeling bad about it, what I'll do is I will color code what I'm going to do. I'm going to commit to doing X, Y, Z on the first Wednesday and then the second Thursday, whatever it looks like I'm committing to that. And so even if it's only 30 minutes or it may be three hours, I am still making that effort without feeling bad for not putting in a grand amount of time. A little bit of something consistently is way better than doing a lot of something every once in a while. Okay, so on top of that, the Lord is a gentleman. He will not force us into doing what he knows is best for us. We have to be willing to do what is necessary. We have to be willing um, to forfeit the temporary carnal thrills and comfort. Okay, so. Some of the things that came to mind for me is this boldness requires stepping out of your comfort zone. You can't say, God, I want to be more bold. And then when the opportunity presents itself, you continue to show up and wonder, why am I not being more bold? Okay. Faith requires being put in impossible situations. How else do you expect to increase your faith if you're never put in a situation where it requires you to trust God. The development of strength requires you to tap into the strength and willpower you already have. Strength is not just going to fall on you and me. We already have a measure of strength. And in order to get to that next level, we have to put in the work. We have to use what's already on the inside of us. And the last thing that I thought about was Being better at anything requires doing more of it. You can't grow in an area if you don't exercise that area, if you don't practice, if you don't study it. So those are the things that came to me. And I said, amen, amen. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a take heat on that. So there are some scriptures I want to share before we wrap up. And I was here way longer than I thought I was going to be, but hey, we're here. So Ecclesiastes 11 and 4 says, whoever watches the wind will not plant. Whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Proverbs 13 and 4 says, a sluggard's appetite is never filled, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. Proverbs 10 and 4 says, lazy hands make for poverty, but diligent hands bring wealth. (laughs) Proverbs 12 and 24 says diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in forced labor. I ain't trying to be forced to nothing. Okay. (laughs) Ephesians 5, 15 through 17 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. We see that, don't we? Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. 
And the last scripture I want to leave you with is Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I know it seems more funner to lay around and watch TV all day. I know you want to sleep until two o'clock every day. I know you want to go shopping and take trips all day, every day, every week. I know I get it. I know that you want to scroll on social media all day because people are hilarious. But guess what? All of those things, which may seem fun and they are at times, it's robbing you of your time. It's robbing you of purpose. And ultimately, it's robbing you and me of peace. Why? Because at the end of the day, at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, we're thinking, wow, I really wish I could have been here. I wish I could have done that by now. You could have. I could have. So let's do better. <laughs> let's focus on that self-control and that self-discipline. And we will. We will reap the harvest because a diligent hand rules that's what the word of God says but those who are lazy those who are sluggards and I don't want to be compared to the likes of them those who are sluggards and lazy they're always going to be trying to grapple for whatever scraps they can get let it not be me Lord I ain't speaking to y'all I'm speaking to me I have to get my life in order there's so much that is required of me. There's so much that I require of myself and it requires me to reposition myself. It requires me to take this life seriously. Why? Because when time is up, it's up. I would love to live to be at least a hundred or more, but I don't know when God is going to call me home. And because of that, I cannot afford to play Russian roulette with my time. I just can't do it. So I hope you take that to heart as well um, because we we have a work to do and people are depending on us as well so before you go I'm going to say a quick prayer father in the name of Jesus it is me again I am here just to say thank you oh God thank you for being great thank you for being wonderful thank you for being merciful thank you for being mighty thank you for being perfect in all that you do thank you for being so forgiving oh God there is no one like you in all the heavens and all the earth. And so, Father, we just honor you. We lift up your name. We magnify you, oh God. We love you. We adore you and we praise you. So now that we've got your attention, oh God, we repent. We repent, oh God, for every time we delayed, every time, oh God, that we um, allowed fear to consume our thoughts and our minds, oh God. And we also repent, oh God, even for the times where we just blatantly didn't do what you told us to do. Father, we know, O oh Lord, that we cannot make it without you. We've tried. Oh, have we tried? But we realize, oh God, that we always have to come back to you because without you, we are nothing. Without you, we will fail. And so, Father, we repent and we turn our hearts back to you. We turn our attention, God, back to you. We turn our affections back to you, O oh God. And we say, lead us, O oh Lord. This is our surrender, O oh God. Lead us, O oh God, 
We thank you, O Lord, that you are a God. You are a merciful father who is willing to say things that bear repeating, that you don't just give up on us the first time. Thank you, O God. So again, as we turn back to you, O God, as we listen out for what it is that you're going to say, as we're watching for how you move, O God, continue to speak to us, O God, and we will be so careful, O Lord, to follow your orders, O God, your instructions, O God. We honor, we praise you, O God, and we thank you, O Lord, in advance that you will convict us, O God, because the Lord chastens those he loves. Thank you, O God, for convicting us and correcting us and redirecting us, O God, when we allow the enemy of our faith to creep in and get us off focus. When we get ourselves off of focus, the enemy only comes but to kill, steal, and destroy. We will not allow him to kill our purpose. We will not allow him to steal our focus and we will not allow him to destroy our time. Father, have your way. You rule over us, God. Rest, rule, and abide in us, O Father. And we will be so careful to give you praise. We will be so careful to live a life that shows that we follow you. We love you, we honor, and we praise you. And it's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, I'm out of breath. But I pray that there is something that I said that blessed you today. If so, please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Please leave a review. Let me know that you're listening. Let me know what you enjoy. If there's something you want me to cover, send it to me. I'll pray about it. Um, there is something else that I do want to share with you all, but I'm going to probably wait until my next episode. But until then, you all continue to be blessed. Know that you are loved and I will talk to you another time. Bye.